0: You're right
1: there. He's uh, so, but, oh, oh, hello, Phil. Hello. Oh, it's good to see you. A uh, bit late, but uh, not not to worry, you know. Late, uh, late. Thanks for coming to my big book launch for my new book, which is out now. You're a little late, but you know, so are another hundred and
0: ninety-nine-ish sort of person. I mean, but
1: you know, hey, if if I'm, it's
0: fashionable, if I'm honest with you. I, I've forgotten about the book Lodge. I've, I've just came to get um, back that, that 20 quid, you owe me.
1: can't understand it. I mean, I've, I've invited all the greats and goods. I mean, look at this list Spider Man, Bag Puss, A Ghost of Christmas Past, Jeremy Clarkson. You know, I see. I can't understand it. I mean, why do you think no one's come? Do you think it's because of the virus?
0: Uh, no, it's not the virus. It's that none of these people like you. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Don't Let's Chat.
1: Hello, and welcome to a big book brandishing edition of Don't Let's Charred, sponsored by my new book, Ben
0: Baker's Fun Book for the Apocalypse, out now on Amazon for kindling in paperback. Ben, I did, I did want to ask, when you said earlier on about yeah. your big book launch, is it the launch that is big or the book that is big? It's definitely the launch. Okay. <laughs>
1: 37 fabulous pages of colouring in... <laughs> It's no. Have you even introduced yourself?
0: Oh, yeah, no, sorry, I'm Phil Cattrall, hi.
1: There you go, see, he's so in the party spirit, ladies and gentlemen, that he forgot his own name. I did. It's crazy, he'll he'll have a lampshade on his head in a moment, he'll be on Twitter insulting the Chinese, you know. Those are the things Uh, that I'm known for, yeah. Yeah, his elephant impression. No. Hello, I'm an elephant, you know, it's brilliant. It's cracking. But if we had to judge what sort of party to have, maybe a book launch isn't a right idea, judging by the fact that me and you are the only ones here. <laughs> possibly, you know.
0: Possibly.
1: Maybe we should take some inspiration from the world of popular culture, which is quite fitting for a podcast like this. Yeah, it's
0: after it's pretty much our niche. fifty episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I tell you what. Why don't we have a look? at the most popular type of party, according to singles that have charted in the UK. I'll go
0: you one further, Ben. Why don't you talk to me about that instead of just looking? OK, <laughs> Oh no. let me do some quick research. Ding! <laughs> There we
1: go. The uh, Don't list Chat Computer has computated another list for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and it's got basically the uh, the top 10 songs that are something party. Okay. So, uh, you know, types of party. So, obviously, we know that there's been like all the LMFIO, the party party over there yeah. in your eyes next to a mouse songs, but these are types of party. Yeah. Uh, sadly, missing out on our top 10 from 1997. Panther Party by Mad Moses. No. It's reached number 50. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. no, Kid Creole and the Coconuts Lifeboat Party. <laughs> Hang on.
0: 49. What's a lifeboat party? What does that involve? I, I don't want to get... I mean, uh, I'm, I'm fairly sure it's self-explanatory. No, it's not. No. But... That, that just implies the location. I, don't, I want to know what sort of party you can have in a lifeboat, especially if... With Kid Creole and the Coconuts. Kid Criola is involved, yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, you eat the coconuts when you get lost,
0: at sea, Right. Uh, for uh, milk and other protein. <laughs> okay. Do you put a lime uh, in one of the coconuts, or...? It seems unlikely.
1: <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> no Room for War Party by Eddie Grant, although, to be honest, I think that's... It's probably for the best. Probably for best. Yeah, yeah. Probably for best. Uh, likewise, there ain't no party like an Alex party. <laughs> I don't, what was that? You remember Alex Party from the 90s? They had a song called Alex Party. Oh, I, oh, God! I vaguely remember. Ooh. No, uh, that wasn't right. likewise the the flamingos with Boogaloo Party from 1969. Um. I would have happily had one of them. I mean, it sounds better than an Alex Party, certainly. <laughs> But does it sound better than a line dance party? Who do you think that was by 1997? <laughs> was that the Woolpackers? It was the
0: Woolpackers! <laughs> can't the 125. I know you're not planning on mentioning the Woolpackers on a regular basis, but it does seem to keep No, it just seems in. to be coming up. And, of course, uh, just just
1: out was Lonnie Skiffle Party by Lonnie Donaghan.
0: Oh, God. So what's what's? Get any powdered steak? What's distressing me here is I can think of a bunch of songs with party in that you've not mentioned as not making it in, so now I'm dis- distressed by what's to come. Uh well, we'll start appropriately at the start if you want to give out
1: that all-important number. Number ten. By the said Sir Alex Harvey band, a Boston Tea Party. I suspect the activities would be limited. Yes, it's mostly
0: throwing crates into the sea, as far as I'm aware. Proving even then that Americans don't know how to make tea properly. So so it says in ingredients, pour all of into river. (laughs) It's gonna be a very weak cup of tea. A very weak. And then drown?
1: Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) we'll probably rule that one out. Mm to be fair but that is the 10th highest entry with party as a type of party fair enough Uh, number 9 then Uh, from 1983 mezzo 40 bring us a garden party (laughs) I'd guarantee you've heard this song this is one of those that was on the back of every Radio 1 advert and it's very very of its time Do you you know what mezzo forte means? Uh, Forte means loud. No, forte means will forte from SNL. Very good, well. And mezzo means messy. (laughs) So it
0: means messy will forte. Okay, that'll that'll teach me to try and remember things that are real instead of (laughs) instead of making up jokes. If you're not into a garden
1: party, how about number eight, a garden party? Uh, also from 1983, but four <laughs> months later, but a different track by Marillion, which got
0: one place higher at 16. So is this this is an Armageddon slash deep impact scenario where two people have got the same idea at the same time? Is this <laughs> and, and possibly, yes.
1: I mean there's words uh, in the Marillion one. Uh which is it bracketed the great
0: cucumber massacre. Garden party held today. I mean, that sounds like Merillion, yeah. It's, it's thing, I think people
1: either love Merillion or do not get them at all.
0: Oh, uh, people have garden
1: pies and they're rich and they're rubbish and I hate them. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's like, why don't people invite me? Is it because you fish from Merillion? <laughs> there,
0: there are sort of shades of Morrissey attitude in there somewhere, aren't there? There is a little know. bit.
1: And let's not forget what Fish's real name is, of course. I
0: know you like to say it, so you go ahead and say it. You can say it if you want, I don't mind. No, 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 I know you enjoy it.
1: You know what, I do enjoy getting my lips around Derek Dick, it's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't, he he, he asks you to stop.
1: Well, that's why he changed his name to Fish. But I just think you made it worse, to be honest with you. (laughs) Oh, Quickly, move on. Uh, Number seven. Number seven is from 1989, recently seen on top of the pops. It's a grandpa's party
0: by Money Love. I think I missed
1: this one. Uh, Money Love with them rapula ones got to number 16. It was on a few oh, okay. uh, editions of TOTP, recent to this recording. Uh, right. Second of nine top 40 hits Money Love had over here. British rapper. And uh, apparently, uh, Tim Worthington of our pal Paldom says it was about white axe sampling James Brown uncredited. Okay. Which
0: I was around hoping it was just about a grandpa who was having a party. <laughs> I mean, I think you're thinking of granddad. That that is, I know that's the story of a granddad who's just moaning about nothing.
1: Let's <laughs> say I, when I was a lad, me penis worked, and I used to stick it in around town all the time. I was in dad's army. That's <laughs> basically in the same character. I'm sighing
0: about telephones for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean
1: that's how that was. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's, it's pretty close. God, I hate that song. It's just such tedious <laughs> whining. I hate it.
1: Well, look, it's, that's fine, because it wasn't his party. It was Grandpa's party. If it had been my my Grandpa's party, uh, it would have been just watching the racing until about five, <laughs> falling asleep in a chair. <laughs> Fair enough. Should we move on to six? <sighs> we should. At six, from 1959, very much party central uh, as years ago, a piano party has been offered by Winifred Atwell. Uh, I, got to number ten. How many pianos do you need for it to constitute
0: a piano party?
1: Um, I, I think I think you're assuming that the party is for people who have pianos, but right. of course it's not. It's simply a party for people who want to listen to the piano playing of Winnie for
0: that well. <laughs> no, I, I I disagree. If it's a piano party, there has to be at least two pianos, surely.
1: I mean, in my living room, you'd maybe two at a push. Yeah,
0: that, that's that's what I mean. Because I'm going to think how much space do you need for everyone to bring their own piano.
1: Well, we don't want anyone else. We've got Winnie for that well. She was the I queen don't... of piano. So... I mean. If you've heard anything by Winifred Atwell, it sounds like that. Which is not to say that she's not brilliant, you know, for what she did. She was the first black person to have a number one in the UK. Uh, and this was the, f- the final top ten hit of eleven, including two number ones, like the poor people of Paris. Which sounds exactly like this. I do I do that bit. I meant that bit. Okay, well, no, fair enough. So so sort far,
0: of... which which one
1: of these is appealing the most as a type of
0: pie? I mean, if you average out the two garden parties, then then pro- probably some sort of middle ground between the two, I would say. Yeah, but what if merillions uh a... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, well, if we say average it on. out, we've got half of Merillian. <laughs> so as long as it's the bottom half, we're not bothered. <laughs> oh dear.
1: Gardens oh. have strimmers. <laughs> Should we, <laughs> should we do number five? Yeah. <laughs> number five. Hello, Thursday night on BBC One. Welcome to the Top of the Pops with two number ones, a future one and a present one, as well as two great new videos. Also on the show, we've got Hazel Dean, we've
0: got Ultra Box and for starters, we got Break Machine and Machine.
1: dance party. Break okay. Machine in 1984 reached number nine. Now, amazingly, this was indeed a 1980s American breakdance-based rap act. Really? Huh. Uh, and it was the follow-up to Street Dance, which was a much more popular uh, hit. But I think the most interesting thing about Break Machine is it's basically the the producers who made it had like done the Village People act, okay, and then they went right. That's ended. Right, right. Break, break dancing now. <laughs>
0: and presumably they got to the 90s and went and went we'll do grunge now do some grunge (laughs) we'll do an Alex party now
1: (laughs) no one wants that no one wants (sighs) it
0: it's not even in the top 10 Ben stop bringing it up it's not number
1: four number four from 1976 with a bullet it's grandma's party not granddad's, not grandpas grandma's party with Paul Nicholas not a number nine Paul Nicholas had a had a hit single Paul Nicholas had a few hit singles this was his era seriously <laughs> generation just knows him as alright. Ben swarthy fellow from sitcoms. Yeah. You know, not not David Essex's work fake. (laughs) It's all right I quite like grandma's party. It's quite shortly. It's quite it's quite fun enough, but again, it is called grandma's party. (laughs) And if it was like my grandma's party, we'd have to sit watching one of those really horrible thrillers on five. And then when it got when it got to breaks you'd turn round and say what she, she's dead now it not matter not matter <laughs> number three uh, a little bit of a cheek because it was a double A side and most people would have gone for jamming but it, the other uh, side was Punky Reggae Party by right. Bob Marley and the Wheelers got to number nine 1977 uh, Punky Reggae Party is uh, a cracker of one of their tunes it's a fairly standard it's not, it's not one of the poppier sort of uh, numbers indeed it's a bit punky and a bit reggae I I, I, I like
0: that <laughs> Fair, fair enough. I, I wasn't aware of the combination of, of punk and reggae being a thing, but it makes it makes sense. Oh, the absolutely.
1: Reflection. They did huge crossovers. I suppose what what mixed together becomes Scar, Second Wave, you know, the beat yes. and yeah, selector yeah. and stuff like that. There's definitely something in there with that. But uh, I think more people probably bought it for jamming, uh, which yes. reminds me of a joke. How does Robert Nestor Marley like his donuts?
0: I don't know, Ben.
1: He doesn't, he's dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I should have seen that coming, I really should.
1: I know, he surely should. It should stop smoking <laughs> all that weeds. Yes.
0: Number two, please. Number two! Also from
1: 1977, from the month before November, getting to number four. Dancing Party! Oh, yeah. The show, the Waddy, and the Waddy working as a team. Oh. Uh, It's a Chubby cover, I believe. Yeah. And it sounds exactly the same as every other pissing you Waddy single. Let's have a dancing party. Dancing <laughs> party. That's not a gimmick that'll ever wear its time out, lads. They, they weren't great.
0: They weren't great. Let's. They let's weren't. Be clear I
1: mean, that. they weren't. Darts were a lot better. But a dancing party, at least it sort of implies there's going to be some fun and not just, you know, watching Channel
0: 5 for it. <laughs> That's right. Would you prefer a breakdance party or a general dancing party, Ben? Which, which of the two? I would like enjoyed to watch a display of uh, breakdancing. Right,
1: but if it was me, it would just be you know doing that thing with your arm up and down, and you know reciting lines by crying off. <laughs> I think that's that's how it works.
0: I think for me, a breakdancing party would just look like some sort of seizure. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. So so back that. to grandma's party. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> number one. No number one, I'm
1: fairly sure you must have guessed what's missing. From 1999,
0: their second hit only got to number two. Is it S Club Party, Ben? (laughs) It's an S Club Party! All that I know about an S Club Party, Ben, is that there ain't no party like it. Do you have any further information on on what they generally involve? I mean, it's... Apart from racism. uh, The full manifesto for the S Club Party is
1: get down tonight, come on, yeah... Get down tonight. uh-huh. Come on, mm-hmm. everybody, get down tonight. Come on, because there ain't no party like an s party. It's going to mm-hmm. take you high, so shake your body mm-hmm. from side to side. Let, let's work out which of these we'd rather spend those time with. So Tina's doing her dance. Mm-hmm. John's looking for a romance.
0: Okay.
1: Paul's getting down on the floor. Right. Whilst Hannah's screaming out for more. Yeah, I'm picking out this one. Right. Want to see Bradley swing? If no. it's his elephant depression, no. Want to see Rachel do her thing? Back interested Probably. again. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Joe. She's got the flow. Get ready, everybody, because here we go.
0: Mm. I mean, that flow turned out to be racism, as we've established. Oh, wait, the, it really was, a, it to... was a mainly
1: I'm, a flow of racism.
0: I'm, I'm belaboring the point. <laughs>
1: I mean, later on it says "Moochie Mama, show your nanas. Oh dear! Which I'm fairly sorry, sure is definitely not allowed. <laughs> no. So I think I'll I'll, I'll I'll go with Hannah. I'll stick with Hannah, who is screaming out for more, and that means that the most popular party, which I should be having, is an S Club party.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, not
0: not not a boot party by tism. <laughs> <laughs> no. Upsettingly. Oh, no. Uh, no. But at least it's not an Alex party or a
1: lifeboat no. party, so you know. Small business. Uh dear, but no, I do genuinely have a book out, I am belabouring it a little bit, but I decided to spend my time in lockdown basically, coming up with loads of quizzes and puzzles and silly things to do for people who are in lockdown. Uh, I managed to uh, release it uh, in a week where lockdown was mostly removed, so you know,
0: yay, well done me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not officially been mostly removed, it's just that every bugger's ignoring it, so. Well, that's fair. But luckily, it's available on Kindle, so you can read it outside. As opposed to other books which cannot be taken outside. Indoor no, books,
1: no. outdoor Kindle. That's how I remember Do you it. want to be seen with a book outside? Where are you? Some sort of book reader? Oh, It's not, not a good advert for a it's not book, is really. it?
0: Al- it's also an old Bill Hicks routine, so let's, let's just... Orange drink! No! <laughs> so... So I've come up with a a little quiz,
1: uh, not in the book, uh, but in the style definitely of some of the ones that you can find in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is a quick read. I'm going to give you three words and it'll encapsulate an entire book for you. Okay. So you'll be able to tell me what the book is from those three words. Right. So number one is Nanny Umbrella Fly. Mary Poppins. Yeah, by P.L. Travers, of course. Number two, Mm -hmm. Orphan Workhouse Pickpocket. Uh, That's Oliver Twist. Well done. Number three. Ticket. Freeloaders. Child murder.
0: (laughs) Which I've I've, I've put as one word. (laughs) Ticket. Freeloader. Child murders. Yes. I'm I'm struggling with this one. I'll be honest
1: with you. It is of course the beloved children's favourite, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, featuring his freeloading grandparents yes. who can't get out of bed until there's a sniff of a bit of a trip out, and suddenly he can dance. Yeah, there's been there's been a lot of chats about and of uh, course, about his uncle Uncle Joe recently. Yeah, Uncle Grandpa Joe. Yeah, Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's what we called him. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, ultraviolence. Maloko. DL. Clockwork Orange. Correct. Because of the Ultraviolence, the Maloco, and DL of DL. That's and Pascal yeah, being yeah. in That's... it. <laughs> <laughs> Number five.
0: Shark. Eats. Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> that is the novelisation of Jaws the Revenge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Trapped in Attic addition
0: <laughs> Jaws the Revenge, I think we've... we've... Said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Which features a subplot in which the shark is being controlled by a voodoo shaman. But not uh, Mr. C no. from the shaman, sadly. Number six Professor Girl U Tree. <laughs> Ooh, appreciate sh- oh Oh, uh, is it Lolita? <laughs>
1: it is Lolita by <laughs> Navagar.
0: <but I> <laughs> the original U Tree.
1: Number seven. Fucking vampire fanfic.
0: <laughs> That'll be Fifty Shades of Grey, Ben.
1: There's Fifty Shades of Grey by L. James. <laughs> Number eight.
0: Hill. and <laughs> piss. Is it uh, the Target Books novelisation of Survival, Ben? It's close. It
1: was a Hill and Pace book of rights and wrongs by Hill and Pace. Okay. I'll accept I'll accept that, for reasons. <laughs> Number nine. Secret. Jesus. Bullshit. Oh, is it the Da Vinci Code? <laughs> it is the Da Vinci Code! <laughs> <laughs> Die by damn but round. Yeah. I'm
0: quite pleased with that.
1: <laughs> and finally, in this round, all about promoted Ben Baker's fun book for the apocalypse. Find it on Amazon right now. Authors.
0: Massive. Cock. It's something by any author... Other than Ben Baker Correct, it's
1: Ben Baker's fun book for the apocalypse Out now, very reasonably priced At all good bookshops As long as they're Amazon And that concludes <laughs> A quick read And so no
0: good book bah, 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 bah. <laughs> books. Books Books, 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 books Books, 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 <laughs> books Was themed into the book tower I believe
1: Finally, to try and sort of claw anything back from this, this, this party, uh, this book launch, this travesty of an evening, mm. maybe some activity, some syncopated movement? Some, some sort of, of game, perhaps, Ben. Game, that's a good word. Yes. Uh, you used to work at game, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I did. <laughs> thanks, thanks for bringing it up. Did you, did you work there in the time of Queen Victoria? I mean, it feels like it. No, it was the early 2000s, which uh, was a 100 years out, unfortunately, for Queen Victoria.
1: Oh maybe some games from the time of Queen
0: Victoria would be quite good. What would that be? Crash Bandicoot (laughs) 2? But anyway, even though I was not working at games during the Victorian era, I do have some knowledge of Victorian games that I've not stolen from a website. (laughs) I've stolen stolen it from a website. Brilliant. So what, what is this list exactly? So... I've got a top ten most popular Victorian games. Is it not dying? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was not a game, Ben. Not coughing up blood. I mean, you st- don't make jokes about respiratory illnesses right now, Ben. Oh please. yes, yes. Sorry, stained <laughs> stay stained dust. Anyway, talk, let's talk yeah, about I've, Prince Albert. I've got, t- I've, no, I've got, no. I've got ten for you, and none of them involve coughing or Prince Albert. Boo. So. At ten Marbles You know Marbles Uh, Yeah You get You get a marble You flick a marble At another marble I understand the general
1: Concept of marbles But I must admit I've never played it And it did seem that The rules of marbles were Someone throws a marble Someone else throws a marble Some more marbles are thrown And then a bigger boy comes Kicks you In the knackers Steals the marbles
0: (laughs) Yeah Kicks the marbles <laughs> into a river. <laughs> yeah, very much so.
1: At number nine. Football. Uh, football. Which
0: one? It's Is it Britishman's football? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the the key difference, it seems, according to this site, between football now and then, was that the team that scored two out of three times won the game. So it was a variable length game, and it uh, continued until someone got two two goals. I mean, that sounds quite reasonable. As not a fan of football in any capacity, anything that could cause it to be off my television faster, I am, I am on board with. That's not necessarily going to happen, though, because if it's one of those that never ends. It just goes yeah. on forever. You could be watching it for days. True. That, that is the, the flip side to it. And I'm pretty sure that even if the game had only lasted for four minutes, there would still somehow be two hours of post-match analysis. Uh, number eight. <laughs> number eight, kick the can. Oh, kick that can again. Now, according to Victorian World, who have a lovely tripod site, what I like about this one is it says, the game's been a favourite child's game since tin cans came into use. The variations of the game were as endless as a child's imagination. That is it. That is the full description of Kick the Can. Because, of course, <laughs> kicking the can is literally just kicking a can. Well, it did seem that that was basically self-explanatory. Yes. Kick the can, no... No indication of of what the purpose of kicking the can was. How many people kicked a can? I just wanted some more information, Ben. I wanted some more information. Yeah, I like what was in the can originally. Was it was it tin pairs?
1: Was it was it beans? Hopefully ham. That wouldn't work. A, t- a ham tin wouldn't be a very good kicker, would it? Just be what? bouncing all over the bloody place. If it was one of those weird like teardrop shaped ones, no, you're right. That, yeah. that
0: would not be ideal.
1: That was what I was thinking, yeah.
0: Cold beef? <laughs> Seven. Seven, The Needle's Eye, which mm. sounds... This
1: could go a couple of ways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to put an end to the speculation that will be going on in your head, Ben. It's basically British Bulldogs. It's basically British Bulldogs. Oh. It's just before you start playing it, you're supposed to chant a verse that goes, and I quote the needle's eye that doth supply the thread that runs so true, I stump my toe and down I go, all for the want of you. I if don't... a lady wants a baby, I'm the cock of the north. Aye! Yeah, so, so you've got two yeah. two groups of kids lined up in rows and at about eight feet apart. Good socially distance. Yeah, one child runs across to the yeah. opposite line to try and break through the clenched hands of the opposite team. So Less, less good. good.
1: Less good, that yeah. I might... Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. So, so six. Six. Uh, graces.
0: Graces.
1: So, this is where you have to pick your favourite character from Are You Being Served? No. And where you then... have to pick your favourite character
0: from Grace Under Fire. No! Oh, <laughs> right. Not even Grace and Favour. No. <laughs> so, it's a two-player game. You had wooden throwing rings, usually decorated with ribbons, and four catching wands. Each player right. holds two catching wands, one in each hand. You put the rings over... The wands. So you've got a, a wand in each hand with a ring on it, and then you have to throw the ring to the other player, one at a time. I mean, Eight. it sounds boring, but then again, we've also had kick a can about yep. for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Number five is battle door and shuttlecock. Battle toads. <laughs> Shut- do you have it? No, I do not have battle toads. Nor do I have the manual oh. for battle toads. Please oh. stop calling me about battle toads. Anyway. Can you work out what Battledore and Shuttlecock is, Ben? It sounds like an incorrectly
1: named version of Badmington. It is.
0: That is exactly what it is. Spelled correctly, B-A-D-M-I-N-G-T-O-N. So, the Battledore was the racket, apparently. Ah, Battledore. That's brilliant. It is, but apparently the, the aim of this game was to keep the shuttlecock in the air as long as possible. So the opposite right. of badminton, it was the anti-badminton. Yeah. Which,
1: to be honest, if this, if someone told the kids, hey, you know that boring game badminton? There's an anti-badminton game and you can play with battle doors. Yeah, and then you just hand them a badminton
0: racket and go, ah, yeah you.
1: And then they're playing for like an hour before they realise they're actually playing badminton. <laughs> and then you come out with some very weak
0: orange squash. No, you come out with panda pops and Ginster's pies. Oh, sorry, bah, you do t- Number four, uh, bandy. That's when the war
1: was on, so the Beano and the Dandy were <laughs> smashing into each other. Yeah, and you had desperate Dennis. <laughs> it, it's it's field hockey.
0: It's just field hockey
1: again, though. It's a it's a, it's like don't want to play
0: field hockey. No, don't want to play bandy. Yes, tell me more. Yeah, you know. So the the blade was shorter and more rounded, and most children just used tree branches. Uh, And this is—it was also known as shinny because I assume that people just battered each other's shins. Yeah,
1: good. Well, again, all the best kids' games we've have that uh, as a (laughs) built-in torture device.
0: They do, they do. It is is part of the fun, especially in Monopoly. (laughs) Number three, number three. I have a basket.
1: I feel it's not. Time for personal there business, Phil. We, yep. we are trying to get through a list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: No,
1: so. Wait, the game is called that? Yes. I had no idea. Yes.
0: It's good. So, the first player says, I have a basket. The person next to them says, What's inside? The first person has to name something that begins with the first letter of the alphabet. The next person. It's virus. Names something that begins with B. Bums. The game ends when a player cannot think of something that begins with the letter. That falls on his or her turn. So Dirty Bum. <laughs> egg. What these games are teaching me, Ben, and we've Fox. still got two more to go, is that anyone who harkens back to the old days before electronic devices can get out. Number two. Number two, Dumb Crambo. <laughs> I loved him in breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: dumb Crambo.
0: Dumb crambo. What's it's not a racial thing, I and, really I hope. don't think so. I mean, there's nothing in the description of the game that indicates the origin. Hey, you crambo, fetch <laughs> my leggings. I'm guessing no. No, would you? That is a very straight. Go well, on, please do. Okay. Lose so you've got two teams. Team two will leave the room while team one chooses a secret word. Uh, and a clue word that will rhyme with it. So, for example, sky and tie. When Team Two Swans. comes back in the room, they'll be told the secret word rhymes with tie, and then Team Two Hunt. begin to act out words that they believe might be the secret word, Bit based on the clue that it rhymes with tie. So they can't just say it; they have to act it out. How you're supposed but they get to get a
1: word that rhymes with it as well? Yeah. So let's, for example, they they say right here's your rhyming word it's bootcase right do your mime so, it's like what hang on I think I've got it no let them do the mime <laughs> they've been working
0: a long time on this <laughs> and then we get into well how do you mime suitcase that's <laughs> how do you exactly do... yeah team one would have hissed loudly to let them know they were way off base team, uh... team two kept acting out different words until they guessed the correct oh, word, and then they switch over and so that is dumb crambo wow Dumb, crambo. There is no, again. How
1: do you not make the word crambo every time? <laughs> Rhymes with prambo. It's just just rambo. There's a... <laughs> bum prambo. That's my new game. <sighs> and number one, top of the Victorian party game tree is blind man's wand. <laughs> so the blind man's buff is tied there. Thing round your eyes and gotta find everybody in a room, yeah? Yep. Oh, oh please tell me someone's given
0: a big stick. Well yes, but it's not it's not what you think it is. Oh. So someone blindly waving a massive cane around the room <laughs> as terrified children cower. So the blindfolded player is, is given the wand. Each of the other players has to take turns grasping one end of the rod. The wand, oh, God. sorry. And then uh, the blind player has to ask three questions to the player holding the other end of the stick, and the aim is to recognise the voice of the player who replies. (laughs) I'm not clear what the purpose of the stick is in this. I don't understand. No, it does seem to uh, hold very little relevance.
1: (laughs) Imagine you're playing this in a family like mine, where I've got no brothers and sisters, so you've got to work out if (laughs) it's mum or dad. Oh, who is it? It's dad. (laughs) Obviously, it's with dad. You know, he has a very high voice. (laughs) I just. How do you even put him off? It's like. You know, unless you are John shots, And then you go and go, well, it's John it because he's
0: doing a passable Tony Black. So, (laughs) so sometimes the children imitated the sound of animals. You're trying to just. Oh, sorry. It's not a child holding it, it's a horse. (laughs) Do your horse impression, Ben. Very good. It's a callback to the start of the episode. <laughs> nah. Oh, it's a Yorkshire horse. Of course, of course. Like um, so, yeah, Blind Man's Wand. That is that is the best Victorian game that I found on Victorian World tripod site.
1: Well, books sold at the start of this podcast uh, was zero. Let's have a quick look at the current total of sales... Available using the old Toilet Shark computer again. Still, still not. Still, still not. You should have played the Telethon 90 music in there. I'll put only 90, 98 or 92.
0: Not,
1: no.
0: I'm Michael Aspels. I'm not. And now here's the cast of Clodo. <laughs> now here's the cast of Cluedo that don't want to be here.
1: Speaking of not wanting to be here, <laughs> <laughs> time, we wound up another edition of Don't Let's Chat. As I say, you'll be able to find the links to my new book, which does exist. It's a real it thing. A real thing. Uh, with, with all the data that's in this, along with the links to our Patreon, our, our ko and uh, our Twitter, at do Chat. Uh, it's always good to hear from people as long as he's not on Twitch, we're fine. <laughs> <Basically>, Twitter, fine. <laughs> so, until next time, I have been a uh, partying grandma. And
0: I have been Bambi. Good party. Bambi. Bye. Bye.
1: That's all I care